You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of testicular fortitude meets a little bit of ruthless aggression. That's right. This is a wrestling tournament edition. Uh, My name is Matt and I will be hosting this shindig. Uh, the mean gene to my Jim Ross, I guess, would be Neil. Neil, how's it going? It's going well. I've got my mic ready to go. I'm wearing a tux, and I'm prepared to interview any and all wrestling performers and uh, get the hard truth. Yeah, we are really excited. Uh, WrestleMania is just around the corner. Uh, apparently, there's going to be fans this year. Um, hopefully, the wrestlers won't be the only ones wearing masks. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to go. Is that at the Super Bowl winning Raymond James Stadium? Yeah, it's kind of the the epicenter of live entertainment because Florida's letting anybody go wherever they want, apparently. I guess so. So uh, I, I don't know. I guess if you're pointing at the WrestleMania sign, uh, you're safe to do it near the stadium, uh, I, I suppose, <laughs> without a mask. Yeah, the biggest heel of 2020 was COVID-19. We'll see if in 2021 it's Roman Reigns. We're not sure. Uh, <laughs> I haven't really looked into it. Um, but I'm really excited to get this tournament going. We've uh, we've done a few of these before. They're always a lot of fun. Uh, there's a really weird cross-section of trivia fans who love wrestling, so we always love doing these kind of things. Uh, just to remind the folks, me and Neil are pretty big wrestling fans. Uh, uh, we, we actually went to, a, what was that, a Raw taping a couple years ago? Yeah, raw taping, and then I I also saw Fast Lane in Milwaukee, which was uh, pretty fun. And I met uh, one of the audience members that's at every pay per view that you see him clapping next to his mom with the long hair in the front row. <laughs> Got to talk to him at a coffee shop, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, wasn't Frank the Clown? It was, no, it was not Frank the Clown. <laughs> oh, what a shame! Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to WrestleMania at SoFi Stadium, which I think is going to be next year or the year after. So when that happens, definitely. Any uh, crop members in the L.A. area, I think maybe we get uh, like a get together and see if we can go to some of the shows or something around there. It'd be a lot of fun. We should do that and, and invite uh, Matthew Stafford. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that would be a lot of fun. So I guess without further ado, um, let's meet the contestants who are going to play in this game. Uh, so actually, we're going to have this split into two elimination chambers. So we're going to have the first six contestants on today. Uh, Neil, why don't you uh, do your best uh, 
ring announcer uh, and then kind of introduce these guys. Sounds good. Uh, I might not be Michael Cole, but uh, I'll I'll do my best to to I guess live up to his expectations. So our first contestant is uh, a savage superstar. He's coming to us from Aiken, South Carolina, and that is Greg. How are you today, Greg? I'm doing great. Doing great. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to talk all things wrestling. Well, we're happy to have you back on the program. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, maybe something about your wrestling uh, fandom, and then what song you would love to come out to uh, if you were at WrestleMania this year? So I, I'm a software developer from Macon, South Carolina. I have been a wrestling fan for, I think I'm approaching the 30-year mark this summer. So it's been basically my my life, my entire life. Um, as far as what song I would choose, I think I would pick the the Daniel Bryan theme song, uh, Ride of the Valkyrie, I, I believe. Um, I think when I, when someone sees, well, at least when I saw Daniel Bryan initially, and plus when you hear that song, I'm thinking, I'm not really expecting that person to do very well. But then when you <laughs> see him wrestle, that's, 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 that, that's the thing. And then I think that's similar to what, for me, like, when someone meets me and then they find out that I'm a wrestling fan, they're a little, you know, taken aback. Like you're a wrestling <laughs> fan, so I kind of, uh, you know, connect with Daniel Bryan that way. That totally makes sense. And I, I know for a fact uh, from experience that uh, your kicks to the chest really hurt. So you're very talented. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I lost, I, I lost my temper sometimes. I love your persona of the software engineer. <laughs> Very intimidating. Well, he should have the code breaker as his finisher then. It just makes total sense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Greg, for being here. Our next contestant uh, is an Oakland Five supporter on Patreon coming to us from East Hampton, New Jersey. And that is Joe. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing awesome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and also uh, your opener? Sure, sure. So I am Joe. I am a hotel manager from uh, just outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I've uh, been a wrestling fan for about 30 years as well. Been to two WrestleManias, actually hit the big four completely. A few pay-per-views, few Raws. And uh, actually my intro... Honestly, right now would probably be White Nerdy by Weird Al. Uh, I just uh, think the the pop that the crowd would get would just be outrageous, and and I think just having him come out and sing it would, would just be probably the greatest experience of my life. Def- definitely a WrestleMania moment if Weird Al <laughs> came out. I was just gonna say you'd get Sasha with Snoop Dogg again coming out, and then Weird Al with the. Uh, uh, I was gonna say harmonica, which is not. Correct. But uh, what is it? I can't even think of the accordion. accordion. Oh, my God. I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I would say Weird Al coming out and then using that as a weapon would just be pretty epic. (laughs) The foreign object is the accordion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, thank you for joining us, Joe, and uh, welcome to the show for the first time. Thank you. Our next contestant uh, coming from the wings with a steel chair is an Oakland Five supporter on Patreon from Wichita, Kansas. Returning to the show is Matt. How are you? I'm doing well. Glad to be back. Um, I'm from Wichita, Kansas. I was a wrestling fan most of my childhood. I have not kept up nearly as much as probably everyone else on here. So the newer these questions are, the worse things are going to be for me. Um, But I still enjoy keeping up from time to time on it. So hopefully I'll be all right on it. And I think if I was going to pick a song for me, I'd probably go full heel and just go with uh, all I do is win. Hey, there you go. (laughs) 
uh, I would uh, be right in the same corner with you. Uh, I would love to go full heel. Uh, I think they just have more fun, uh, just like Cindy Lauper tells us that girls do. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's a great song. So thank you for joining us today. Uh, our next contestant uh, from Champaign, Illinois, uh, a savage superstar on Patreon and a former host of the show who brought us all some great beer uh, from the brewery he works for. And that is Michael. Thanks for coming back on the show. Very happy to be here. Um, and yeah, I guess I'll segue right into my uh, song choice of uh, beer by Real Big Fish. Uh, working for a brewery, I think it just makes sense. And I would also love to form a tag team with Sami Zayn just doing some stupid ska moves. I think that'd be pretty fun. Um, uh, why I love wrestling, uh, I love, uh, since a, a little kid, seeing the technical wrestling styles of Bret Hart and Chris Jericho in, in the new era, Daniel Bryan has been great. Uh, I also love the pure cheesiness of, of people like Orange Cassidy or, um, or the Jurassic Express or... Um, <laughs> <laughs> just uh even like funaki back in the day love love stuff like that. so um i love seeing the athleticism and also the the hilarious cheesiness of wrestling yeah i think, I think there'd be no bigger heel than the sky loving microbrewery <laughs> manager <laughs> crap beer yeah big beers. yeah <laughs> and uh what's the name of that brewery michael triptych brewing down in uh savoy just outside of champaign urbana awesome well uh, if- our most popular beer is dank meme so uh kind of tongue-in-cheek cheesiness there too awesome well if you have a chance to uh grab some triptych brewing uh please do so uh we can uh you know basically approve that it's awesome because we've had it before so uh, <laughs> I, I can vouch for it yes uh, definitely uh did my sandman impression a couple of times with it <laughs> well thank you <laughs> Uh, thank you for joining the show. Our next contestant from Concord, New Hampshire, is a Savage Superstar on Patreon, and that is Jason. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so I've been a wrestling fan for uh, about 20 years. I fell off for a couple of years in like the mid-2010s. Uh, I came back and saw Seamus, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? Uh, <laughs> but he was a ginger, so I was all about it. And uh if I had to pick a song, uh, I'm a pretty big uh, metal, heavy metal fan. Uh, it's a little on the nose, but I'd probably say Two Minutes to Midnight by Iron Maiden. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little silly and over the top, but that's kind of what wrestling is for me, and I, that's one of the reasons why I love it. Classic. Yeah, Iron Maiden would be a great uh, opening choice, so very well done. Uh, well, thank you for being here. And our final contestant today uh, for the Elimination Chamber uh, comes to us from Highwood, Illinois. He's a fellow Illinoisan, and uh, that is Ken. How are you today? Doing all right. Um, I'm a finance guy for the local health department up here. Um, like most growing boys, a crazy uncle is key to the formation of things. And crazy uncle who was a bartender to strip club used to uh, serve drinks to Bobby Heenan, Dick the Bruiser, um, guys like that back in the day in Indianapolis. And he's the one that got me into wrestling probably 35 years ago and uh, kind of fell off the mainstream radar, but mostly an independent fan for probably the last 20 years or so. But um, yeah, basically been a lifelong love. Awesome. And uh, you told us before the show that you actually just ordered uh, a shirt from our merchandise store on Tee Public. Is that right? 
Well, I haven't ordered it yet, but I'm making the decision between between a few. I think I'm probably choosing the uh, the rules guy shirt. Classic. Oh, I uh, love that shirt. <laughs> it, it is really great. Uh, well, uh, thank you for joining us today uh, and for also uh, having a few options in your cart on Tee Public, which is the perfect segue to tell everyone here that the winner of our wrestling tournament after these three episodes will be getting uh, any shirt of their choice uh, from the Tee Public merchandise store that we have, which you can find either at uh, trivialitypodcast.com by clicking on merchandise or just searching Triviality Podcast at Tee Public. And there's some great mm-hmm. options there for uh merchandise especially for wrestling fans we got the cream of the crop with the macho man glasses it's a a pretty cool shirt i think it is uh and we're trying to work on a new design uh that is more wrestling focused uh in honor of this tournament so we're excited to hopefully roll that out by the end of this tournament and uh maybe you you can uh, pick one up yourself yeah absolutely all right so with those introductions out of the way uh we're gonna send it over to the commissioner of this event uh it's gonna be nathan mcquinn he put a lot of work in writing all these questions for us getting it set up and uh we got a little special rules reading by him so take that away ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages welcome to the 2021 triviality wrestling tournament my name is nathan mcquinn and along with triviality we've put together three bouts of wrestling trivia that are the most dangerous stop on the road to Trivial Mania. Our competitors will answer 15 general wrestling questions. At the end of these questions, the highest point total wins and books their ticket to the main event. Only one competitor will prove victorious and can declare once and for all that they are the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. So, one final question. What you gonna do when triviality runs wild on you? All right. Thank you so much, Nathan, for doing that, for putting this whole thing together. And I'd really also like to thank all of our Patreon members who really make these kind of things possible by supporting the show. If you'd like to join them and get all sorts of perks like posters and boxes and bonus episodes... Uh, just join us over at patreon.com slash triviality podcast. Uh, any kind of support helps, and we really love having you on board. So let's get going with question one. Who is the first man to win the NXT championship outside of Full Sail University? The win occurred on July 4th, 2015 in Tokyo, Japan. Yeah, I'm locked in. Well, that, that, that means I am not because I can't remember. <laughs> I remember the show and... That was that was the show that had, had was that the show that had Liger on it, but I know he didn't win. Uh, was that Balor? I'll go with Finn Balor. All right, so everyone is locked in. We'll start with Greg. Greg, what did you say? I said Finn Balor. I think he beat Kevin Owens. All right, uh, Joe. I also said Finn Balor. Matt. Finn Balor. Michael. Oh, I. Uh... Didn't know much about NXT, so I went with uh, Bo Dallas. I knew he was an early champion. Mm-hmm. All right, we went Bo Dallas there. Jason? Uh, I said Seth Rollins. Okay, and Ken? I went with Finn Balor. And the answer was the demon Finn Balor. Uh, he did beat Kevin Owens. Uh, that match was in Tokyo, Japan. And I believe Justin Liger was against Tyler Breeze. Does that sound right? Yes. Yes, he was against Tyler Breeze. Excellent match. 
Yeah, Finn Balor is one of my favorites. Um, pretty tough, too, that as soon as he won the title after getting called up uh, to WWE, and then he just totally tore his shoulder so bad. Uh, yeah. A lot of lot of rough uh, rough luck for him. Probably the best abs though in WWE. We got to hand it, hand that to him. <laughs> I, I will agree. Uh, we're going to move on to question two. Question two: As a result of losing to Victoria at WrestleMania 20, the match stipulation allowed Victoria to do what to Molly Holly? Yes. All right, we're going to go with Greg. Greg, what did you say? I said uh, shave her head. All right, Joe. Shave her head. Matt. I also went with shave her head. Michael. The gorgeous Molly Holly had her head shaved. <laughs> Jason. I also said shave her head. And Ken. I went with shave her head. Oh, yes. What had happened to half of the Triviality members happened to Molly Holly. She had to shave her head. But it wasn't because she was going bald. So <laughs> good on her. <laughs> All right, moving on to question three. What two wrestlers of the golden age of wrestling were known as the Mega Powers? All right, I hope that you guys get this one. Uh, at least half of it. Uh, Greg, what did you say? I said uh, Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. Okay, Joe. That would be the immortal Hulk Hogan and, of course, Randy Macho Man Savage. Okay, uh, Matt? Spoiler alert, I think they explode at one point. Uh, <laughs> the Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. I haven't gotten that far yet. Uh, Michael. I put uh, Terry Balea and Randy Poffo, a.k.a. Okay. Hogan and Macho. Okay, Jason. <laughs> yeah, Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. All right, and Ken. I went with Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> All right, well, unfortunately, the answer was Mr. America and Bonesaw, so you guys were... So close. Uh, no, it's obviously Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. Great job. One of my favorite moments between them two is that uh, that handshake where they they take so long to shake hands. It like rivals the uh, uh, the Dutch and Dylan uh, handshake in Predator. But I just love it because it's just the power of their biceps coming together. It's just too much to handle. <laughs> the mega powers. Yes. You would say. <laughs> uh, poor Miss Elizabeth got in between them. Uh, question four. Who was the first woman to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame as part of a team or stable? Oh, lock in. All right. Everybody is locked in. Greg, what did you say? Not positive, but I think I put China. Okay. Joe? I believe it was China with DX. Okay. Matt? I also went with China. Uh, Michael? Uh, I went with China with D-Generation X. Okay, Jason. I also said China, and she deserves to be in on her own. Mm-hmm. And Ken. And boo to Triple H for not allowing China to go in on her own, but she did go in with DX. And the answer was, was it the ninth wonder of the world? Is that what she was? Yes. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Andre is the eighth wonder of the world, and China is the ninth. Yeah. Yep. So the answer was China. Unfortunately, uh, Asia from WCW did not make it into the Hall of Fame. What a shame. We can move on to question five. The founder and CEO of All Elite Wrestling also co-owns what NFL team? Oh, I of, am uh, 100% locked in on this one. A lot of good place fans, I imagine, on this <laughs> panel. Uh, <laughs> so, Greg, uh, what did you say? 
I said the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, Joe. I said that Tony Khan owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Matt? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Michael. That would be uh, Tony Khan from Champaign-Urbana and the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Jason? I also said the Jaguars. And Ken? The Jaguars of Jacksonville. Yep, the answer was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Pretty good start. Uh, Neil, what are the scores so far? Well, uh, we have a uh, two-way tie for second place uh, with four points for Michael and Jason. And tied for first with five points each are Greg, Joe, Matt, and Ken. (laughs) Not a lot of misses so far. Let's see how this next round goes. Question six. What Calgary-based professional wrestling organization was ran by Stu Hart from 1952 to 1982? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. in. All right. Uh, Greg, what did you say? I said Stampede Wrestling. All right. Joe? Stampede Wrestling. Matt? Stampede. Michael? Stampede. Jason? Stampede. And Ken? Named after that rodeo in Calgary, Stampede. Clean sweep for Stampede Wrestling. Good job, everyone. Moving on to question seven. He never mentions it, but Chris Jericho beat Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock on the same night to become the first ever undisputed world champion in a four-man tournament. In addition to Jericho, Austin, and The Rock, who was the fourth man in this tournament? Uh, Let's start with Greg. Greg, what did you say? I said Kurt Angle. All right, Joe? I said Kurt Angle. Matt? Uh, I also said Kurt Angle. Okay. Oh, I I did not say Kurt Angle. I went with uh, the Big Red Machine Kane. Okay, Jason. Kurt Angle. And Ken. I went with Triple H. Ooh, the answer was Kurt Angle. I think I think Triple H was injured at the time or something. Was something that during qua- his quads? It's possible. It, it was. It was. Otherwise, I guarantee Triple H would have been that fourth man. 
based on everything else that happened around that time. Question eight. For its first two years, TNA Wrestling operated weekly pay-per-views, mostly airing from the Tennessee State Fairground Sports Arena in Nashville. What was the nickname of this arena during the time? I'm locked in with a wrong answer. <laughs> I am also locked in with a probably wrong answer. And I'm locked in. I might need another 10 seconds. I used to oh, watch sure. it back in the day, and I'm just trying to have that. I, I remember paying $9.99 a week to, to watch <laughs> these. Um, uh, to watch Jeff Jarrett <laughs> hit everybody with a guitar every week. Yeah. Um, I am going to... I I am going to lock in with a wrong answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, Greg, what did you lock in with? I put the asylum, but I'm not positive. But I said the asylum. <laughs> Joe? I said the impact zone. I know it's wrong, but that's what I picked. Well, eventually they'd have an impact zone, so you're not too far off. Uh, Matt? Uh, I didn't know anything about TNA, so one of the things I did to study for this was to read about TNA, and I happened to read this in there about this. It's, I think it's called the TNA Asylum. All right, Michael? All of that sounds right, but I could not come up with it, so I went with the Jarrett Dome. <laughs> Might as well have been called that. Uh, Jason? Uh, I'm slightly more confident, but not 100% so. I also said Asylum. And Ken? Uh, I knew it was the asylum, but as I was looking for some wrestling to put on the TV while I recorded this on the Pluto TV TNA channel, the asylum years were on. So I, I opted against it because it was the asylum years, but that's on right now on Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, the answer was the asylum. So good job to those that knew that. It was kind of a, a really weird show, if, if any of you guys were watching it at the time. They kind of didn't know what direction they wanted to go in. I had, a cheater box. I had a cheater box at the time and watched it for about a year and a half until my wife watched a J-Lo movie on pay-per-view and knocked out the cheater thing. Oh, no. Broke, for good, <laughs> broke forever after that. <laughs> oh, no. J-Lo, the for, most popular personality, yeah. That... <laughs> Was it Gothica? What was the movie? Now, now I need to know. Uh, it was made in Manhattan, I'm pretty sure. Hey. Oh, God. It's the worst. <laughs> As we all know, J-Lo's character from Made in Manhattan uh, probably would fit right in with the uh, women's revolution. Seems that way. Not a, not a big fan of the movie, to be honest. Well, you just don't right. like that she ended up with Ray Fiennes, that's all. Oh, good. Everyone loves a happy ending. We can, we can move on to question nine. At the 2000 Armageddon six-man Hell in a Cell match, The Undertaker threw what man from the top of the cage onto a semi-truck that was parked outside the ring? I'm locked in. All right, everyone is locked in. Uh, Greg, what did you say? I said Rikishi Fatu, or just Rikishi. All right, Joe? He was the man who did it for the rock. He did it for the people. Rikishi. Rikishi, all right. Matt? Rikishi. Uh, Michael? I put a uh, perfect tag team partner for JLo, Rikishi. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, Jason. Uh, yeah, Rikishi. And Ken. Put the style on my yellow sunglasses. It's Rikishi. <laughs> oh, yes, one of, my, one of my favorite wrestlers from that era. And I think most 15 to 16-year-old kids at the time, uh, Rikishi Fatu is the answer. Neil, do you have any, any fond stink face memories from that era? 
Oh, no, not really. I just appreciate the uh, the lineage of uh, of Rikishi. I mean, if you talk about uh, there's so many lineages in uh, in wrestling, but uh, I don't know, just so many great uh, Simone wrestlers, and um, I don't know. I I would love to uh, see him make a comeback at some point. I don't know what he would do, but I just like his personality, and he was great. Uh, I don't know, great in the ring and on the mic. So. Well, I think his his personality now is he comes out and he does the stink face, basically. That's Just his thing. <laughs> I wish there was memes because it would have been the perfect meme. Yeah, uh, at the time, yeah. What a year! All right, moving on to question ten. Who holds the record for being both the heaviest and youngest WCW champion? I'll, I'll lock in. Not another not confident, but I'll lock in. All right, we got all the answers in. Greg, what did you say? I couldn't really think of too much with. Youngest, but I but heaviest. I just figured Big Van Vader. Okay, Joe. Uh, that's all I could think of too was Vader. And Matt. Yeah, yeah, I was on the same lines. Yeah, I went Big Van Vader. Michael. I am going to stray from the pack. I went with the Giant. Jason. Uh, yeah, I have no idea, but I, Vader was the only one who came to mind. And Ken. I went with the Giant, Paul White. Uh, the man who once won a monster truck match with Hulk Hogan on the top of a roof for some reason is the giant. Big show, Paul White. Good job to Michael and Ken. That was a tough one. After 10 questions, we have a little bit of separation here. We have Michael with seven points, Jason and Joe with eight points, and tied with nine points, Greg, Matt, and Ken. All right, moving on to question 11. What Supercard event on TBS did the NWA start in 1988 to directly compete with WrestleMania 4? All right, everybody is locked in. Greg, what did you say? I said the Clash of the Champions. All right, Joe? Clash of the Champions. Matt? Clash of the Champions. Michael? Clash of the Champions. And Jason? Clash of the Champions. And Ken. Before I had cable, I had that crazy uncle record the first Clash of the Champions for me and wore out that main event. Uh, Yeah, so that would be Clash of the Champions, uh, which was on TBS. So it was probably preceded by Matlock, or I'm not sure exactly what was on the channel at the time. Um, But definitely probably started at 7.05. You can move on. Atlanta Braves baseball. Oh, definitely. (laughs) You could see it all on the Superstation. I feel Um, like uh, with the early 2000s, if it existed then and how WWE was always trying to tie in like movies of the week and, you know, they'd have the star host raw or whatever that mm -hmm. um, if it if it came out during Clash of the Titans with like Liam Neeson, I know that they would have invited him to come say, like, release the Kraken or something. And like the crowd would have went nuts. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Liam Neeson and Ric Flair. <laughs> what, what, what an exciting event that would have been. Uh, we can move on to question 12. Upon debuting in the WWE in January of 2000, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Perry Saturn, and Dean Malenko formed a wrestling stable in the WWE known as the Radicals. Um, not known as much, there was a fifth member who was slated to join, uh, but instead re-signed with WCW. Who was this fifth member that was also a free agent at the time? I'm locked in. I'm going to throw out a guess. Yeah. All right. Everybody is locked in. Uh, Greg, what did you say? I said, I said, uh, Ray Mysterio Jr. or Ray Mysterio. Okay. And Joe? I also said Ray Mysterio Jr. And Matt? 
I went with uh, Mike Awesome. Michael? Oh, I would have loved to see Mike Awesome at that time, but I went with Ray Mysterio. And Jason? I said Ray Mysterio. And Ken? I also guessed Ray Mysterio. Ah, the first stumper. Uh, this is actually um, a man who probably should have made the jump because he didn't really work for him in WCW. It was the franchise Shane Douglas. The Radicals would have looked a little different with, uh, with Shane Douglas in it, I imagine. That was a tough feat to stump everyone on this one. Everyone's been playing so well, but uh, it's keeping everyone honest, right, Matt? Yeah. Well, the actual question was just name the name of the stable, and I figured everyone would have got it right, so I just kind of added on to it. So I guess that was a heel turn from the from the host there. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, we can move on to question 13. Before ECW was known as Extreme Championship Wrestling, what did the E originally stand for? Locked in. Locked, locked in. in. Locked in. Yep, locked in. This is actually, actually an accidental really good segue because I believe Shane Douglas was the champion at the time when they changed the name of it. Uh, Greg, what did you say that was? I said the, the E initially stood for Eastern. All right, Joe? Being right south of Philly, uh, I said the uh, Eastern Championship Wrestling. Uh, Matt? I also went with Eastern. Uh, Michael? Eastern. Jason? Eastern. And Ken? Eastern. Yeah, the answer was Eastern Championship Wrestling. Uh, being out of Philly, did you ever end up going to any of those shows? I did not. I was too young and was not allowed, but I was watching them on the Friday nights. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine that's a place for for young children <laughs> based on some of the things that went on there. Not at all. All right. Question 14. In what year did the WWF become the WWE? All right. Everyone is locked in. Uh, Greg, when did the Federation become entertainment? I think it was in May, May, April, but it was 2002. All right. Joe? I believe the pandas told them to get the F out in 2002. Matt? I was guessing, but I did go with 2002. Michael? And, uh, yeah, same thing. I was I was guessing, but I locked in 2002. So, fingers crossed. <laughs> Jason? I also said 2002. All right. Ken? 2002. All right. Well, the answer was 2002. So, points for everyone there. I think I just read, I don't know if this is true, but uh, there have been more pay-per-views now under the wwe brand than wwf yeah that would make sense the wwf wasn't doing 12 pay-per-views a year for that long when when you know they made that change and uh now they do sometimes for a while they were doing almost with the dual brands they were doing like 18 20 pay-per-views a year <laughs> so i yeah, believe there's 17 of each and that this year it'll become more wwe than ww or wwe than wwf Oh, geez. There it is. Okay, so it's this year. All right. That's crazy. Whenever you start thinking about time, you just, you know, you feel your hair graying and <laughs> your bones hurting. So, you know, we don't talk about that. Uh, so this will be the last question. Uh, regulation, they give it as the Iron Man match coming down to those last 10 seconds. Uh, if there are people tied amongst the top, we're going to go to tiebreaker questions and 
the, once you're wrong, you'll be eliminated. So we'll see how that goes. So we're going to go with question 15. In February of 2015, there was criticism involving a match between the Bella Twins and Paige and Emma. The match went only about 30 seconds and fans demanded better treatment and more opportunities for women. What was the hashtag that trended for over 24 hours and brought change to the WWE women's division? So, all right, everyone is locked in. Uh, Greg, what did you say? I'm, I'm Hopefully I got the phrase correct, but I think it was give divas a chance. Okay, Joe? I was close to that. I said give them a chance. Matt? I also said give them a chance. Michael? I wasn't for sure. I guessed hashtag divas revolution. Okay, Jason? I said give them a chance. And Ken. Hashtag give divas a chance. All right. Well, the answer was hashtag give divas a chance. Uh, So points for Greg and Ken there. Uh, Yeah, I remember watching that and uh, people were very, very upset with that because especially with Paige and Emma, people were excited to kind of see them come up and see what they can do and uh, did not did not go that way. Um, so that's going to do it for our regulation. Uh, Neil, what are the scores? All right. So after regulation, uh, we have Michael with 10 points, Jason and Joe tied with 11 points, uh, Matt with 12 points, and tied for first, currently, Greg and Ken with 13 points. All right. So Greg and Ken are going to go down to a final death. Uh, first person to get one wrong will be eliminated and move to the uh, potential wild card if they have the second highest score. So you guys ready for some more questions? Absolutely. Let's do it. Hopefully we get a bunch of them right, so that way we have more than 15 points. So we automatic whoever's in second place. No, no, no. Makes it no to the these, don't, these don't count. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So the first question is, who was the first ever NXT champion? Uh, He faced Jinder Mahal in the tournament finals and debuted on the main roster while still technically holding the championship. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. All right, Greg? Seth Rollins. And Ken? Bo Dallas. The answer was Seth Rollins. Ah, there we go. All right. Only took one, (laughs) so we have a winner. (laughs) Congratulations, Greg. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very I, good I, job, I, Greg. Thank you. I, I mean, it, it's probably a sign that I watch too much wrestling, but I also think that I I can't watch too much wrestling. Well, it's so available now with the network. Uh, also, great job to Ken as a runner-up there. Um, you, you just, you just kind of came up short at the end there. Well, like I said, I'm not really focused on much of the WWE stuff these days, and this is very WWE-centric, so the 13 was very surprising. Well, there you go. I think after regulation, both your feet were on the ground and when we had to go to the finals and I, I forget how that works. That's when Vince McMahon tears his quads, uh, more or less. Um, so let's get some parting words from everyone. Uh, we'll start with Joe. Joe, thanks so much for being here. Any last words, shout outs, anything you want to give? Yeah, I just want to thank you guys for having me. It's been a great time. And uh, I actually do want to give a shout out to uh a podcast that my friend has started called Bulldogs Got the Book. It's a wrestling podcast where they actually do fantasy bookings of what ifs. Uh, so this week they just recently did a what if where if, uh, Shawn Michaels did not quote unquote retire in 1998 and what, what that would have looked like uh, 
for the four years before he came back. Definitely would have changed some things up. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Joe, for being on the show. Matt, any final words, shout-outs, or any any last thoughts? Yeah, just thanks for having me. Uh, I was also on the Simpsons tournament recently and did horribly, so it's good to see at least one of the shows that I watched nonstop as a child that I at least remembered something about. So I was pretty happy with how I did today. So thanks again for having me. There you go. Uh, Michael, same question. Well, yeah, thank you very much for having me. I just want to say this is probably the most anybody's talked about Bo Dallas in quite some time. So that's exciting. <laughs> um, and also want to give a shout out. I believe it was to uh, Ken saying his creepy uncle got him into it. I am very proud that my uh, uh, six-year-old nephew is now getting into wrestling. So I bought him some of his first wrestling toys this past Christmas and can't wait to finally spend some time and take him to a, a wrestling show soon. Yeah, great, great job being the creepy uncle. We, <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Just keep telling him to uh, to bow leave and anything is possible. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jason, last question. Same question. Uh, yeah. It's thanks. Last question. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just uh, thank you for having me on. Um, I really appreciate everything uh, you guys do. I enjoy listening to you. Um, I just recently fully caught up with the library uh, it took me almost a year, but now I'm bummed because I have to wait until weekly releases rather than binging. But <laughs> yeah, otherwise, thanks. Thanks so much for what you guys do. I really appreciate it. Yes, we apologize for only the weekly content, but I believe daily content would kill maybe Ken because he does the editing. <laughs> I don't think he'd be able to manage. Yeah, I think at this uh, point, uh, if you've already been through the catalog, you just have to do one of those things uh, like I know Matt does uh, with The Office. It's more of a, a comfort food and you just, you know, just replay the whole thing again from the beginning. I'm going to I'm gonna start falling asleep to you guys every night. You wouldn't be the first person. <laughs> we, we we've heard it. <laughs> yeah, you said that our voices are very soothing for sleeping. <laughs> we, we don't know how to take that, but it's fine. I don't know uh, if I want Jeff in my ear when I sleep. <laughs> I don't think anyone does, uh, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And Ken, so you'll be in the running for the wild card as a really respectable score. Uh, Really great job. Uh, Any last shout outs or any final words? Uh, I want to thank you guys for throwing this. This has been super fun. Um, I want to give a shout out to the Trippy Z Gang, which is a group of friends that we put together, uh, pay-per-view length, YouTube videos of wrestling every Thursday night and watch it. And um, yeah, I'm going to go buy that shirt now. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. And then Greg, uh, no final words for you because you'll be back in the finals. Make sure you head to the back, grab a Z pack, uh, do what you gotta do. Are you excited for the finals? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I need to go just you know, rest myself, put some ice on my knees, and I'll be ready to go. <laughs> All right. All right. So that'll do it for this episode. Uh check out next week. We'll have uh round two, and then after that's gonna be the final. So for all of our contestants and Neil, my name was Matt, and that was Triviality. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.